Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today we have been given a, a rare opportunity um, and uh, in a while I'm going to introduce him up on stage. Um, but uh, just a little bit of background. Some of you might or might not know this. If you're newer to Acts, you might not know this. Uh, but we actually have uh, a church uh, in uh, Cambridge. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a small gathering, uh, but still, you know, very precious. Uh, and um, it's actually been led by this uh, young man. His name is uh, Aaron. Some of you know him personally. Uh, some of you don't know him at all. It's okay, uh, because we'll get to know him uh, today. Uh, and, uh, and Aaron's actually just graduated over the summer uh, from uh, Cambridge University and uh, he's actually going to be heading home uh, to Malaysia uh, to start working because, you know, he's a real smarty pants and uh, he got a scholarship to study in Cambridge but that scholarship also came with uh, a job, you know, so in a way it's a, it's a blessing, you know. Uh, I shouldn't call it a bond, it's a blessing uh, and he's going back to serve his blessing uh, and to be a blessing uh, uh, of all places with the Central Bank of Malaysia, okay? So that's how big of a smarty pants he is, okay? Uh, so if in the future uh, if you ever feel led to pray for the Malaysian economy, uh, you can also pray for Aaron. Uh, you know, because maybe he's in there tweaking. You know, just one little ones and zero. You know, if they get it right or they get it wrong. You know, anyway. Um, and Aaron will actually be flying home in early August. Um, and uh, so I thought, hey, why not let's come down? And I said, why don't you come and and, and preach and share with us? And Aaron's like, uh... And then I go like, what if we do a talk show? And he goes like, a talk show is okay, talk show is okay. <laughs> and so we're going to have a little chat. And uh, so church, uh, please put your hands together and help me to welcome Aaron. Aaron! Uh, yeah, please grab a seat. This is uh, Aaron Go. Yay, today I get to sit down. Usually... <laughs> Usually I'm standing uh, today, I get to sit down. And uh, Aaron, this is Aaron Go. He is our ex-Cambridge coordinator. Uh, and Aaron, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, something fun about yourself. Wow, um, what an introduction. <laughs> uh, I feel a bit exposed, but it's fine. Uh, in, in X, we like to be honest, we like to share um, even our deepest fear of like public speaking maybe. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, something a little bit more about me. I'm from Malacca. And it's, it's quite rare. I don't, I don't really meet anyone from Malacca here in the UK, oh, but... I see that hand. Yes. I see that hand. Yes. So you're in the yeah. right place, yeah. But it's happy every time you get to see someone from Malacca. And also, I have been missing um, Malacca chicken rice so much. Like it's, it hits different now every time I eat chicken rice in the UK. But yeah, can't wait for me to be back in the land of good chicken rice. <laughs> Yeah, so that's like something exciting and fun about me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about what, what did you study in Cambridge? So I studied economics. Mm -hmm. And yes, I think that's, that's pretty much what I did <laughs> throughout the three years. You know, because it's so rare for us to actually meet somebody who, uh, you know, studies in Cambridge and all that. So um, how, how is it like? Tell us a little bit of uh, how is it like studying there? Whoa, this is a tough one. Because honestly, I, I think my experience is very bizarre. Like my first year ended very suddenly because of COVID. And my second year was basically online 100%. And 
So my experience is very unique, but I would mm. say um, what it feels like studying there is it's really a great opportunity because it's, it's not just the, um, the course itself, but like mm. the different societies, the different um, opportunities that you have um, to really explore your field. So that's more career-based, but we are also a very exciting bunch. We have an anime society as well, so it's, it's <laughs> not all about studying. We really are super diverse. And okay. one thing that I really enjoy is the collegiate system where you have like 31 different colleges. And because of that, you have societies from university itself that's under the uni. And then you also have like multiple societies under the different colleges. So there are easily more than like 500 societies if wow. you add like all the societies together. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so it's not as simple as like, oh, I applied for University of Cambridge. It's like you apply to one of the colleges. Yes. And, and then, uh, so you, you go to the best college, right? In the... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, best um, in my view, but we also have an internal table, Tomkins table. Yeah, so that's the name of the table that they rank the college according to how well you perform wow. um, in a year. Um, my, my college is number two from the bottom, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say it's, it's a very, a very um, skewed um, judgment because it's based on some weightage. So it's actually quite bad if you think about how they weigh the, yeah. the table because different subjects have different weightage. It's yeah. like saying certain subjects is not good enough. Yeah, that's right. Not fair. But yeah, Hughes Hall, we are very international. That's good. And diverse. Very diverse. Yeah. And everyone is above 21. Oh, wow. It's a fun fact. But you know what? Even if you feel like it's second, you know, uh, from the bottom, um, I think just making it into Cambridge is, you know, is first, you know, in a lot of people's dreams and hearts. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're so, first of all, uh, know, proud of you for graduating. Congratulations. Uh, and, uh, you know, and for going back to serve your, your, your blessed bond. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we believe that you're, you're going to do well. Um, but, you know, while you were in the UK, because a lot of people would have just gone like, wow, I, I got into the, 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 the university of my dreams, you know, Cambridge, and for some people it's Oxford, or for some people it could be UCL, uh, and, and whichever it is, you know, so I don't feel, make anybody feel you know, bad here. Um, and, and sometimes it's very tempting to just go like, I made it, um, you know, I'm just going to enjoy university life. I'm just going to enjoy my life. I'm going to enjoy the UK experience. Uh, and then you definitely look like someone who really enjoyed uh, uh, Cambridge. Um, but besides enjoying Cambridge and graduating, um, you also felt led to start something. Can you tell us a little bit about how that started? What, what made you um, want to start something instead of just going into Cambridge, which I'm... It feels like it's already like a stressful place to be, at least for me, um, because maybe I'm not smart enough. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure there's, there's the pressure of like, oh, you got to not just make it to Cambridge, you gotta, but you got to make it in Cambridge. Uh, and you got to be the best of the best of this and that. Um, but you, you had another dream, you had another hope in you. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so honestly, how it first started was not ideal because um, like everyone else, I went through A-levels in Malaysia, studied in Taylor's, woo, 
<laughs> and, and yeah, like, honestly, I was just a typical kid who finished SPM doing my A-levels in Subang. And at that point of time, like when you are choosing your universities in UCAS, you have five options. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I, I know my grades are quite decent and I should definitely have some choices that I can get in. So why not try risking it a bit and go for tougher ones? And at that point, I really don't think I stood a chance like because looking at my background of how I'm from like public school and the first time I heard about Oxbridge was probably in Taylor's itself. <laughs> like, oh, what is this? Oh, very fancy school, I see. Yeah, so, so, so that was like the, how I first um, know of this whole like um, university. And when I applied, I just tried um, with quite um, minimal effort compared to like my friends who are really into it. And I know that it's really not through my actions, not through my preparation, my effort, but it's really God um, who um, gave me this opportunity. So that's how everything flew in, like, like flow together nicely. And when I prayed to God, like everyone, it's like, yeah, talking to your parents, so it's like, oh, um, dad, if you give me a car, I will um, maybe do the dishes for an entire year. <laughs> so that's what I did with God. Um, so I said, if you give me an offer to the university of my dreams, then I will start a church for you. It's like, oh, all fun and games, because I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> but it turns out God has more plans, um, like bigger plans for my life. And, and after that, obviously, once I've gotten my offer, I felt very scared. I wasn't happy at all. I'm like, bro, this is, <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. I thought, I thought the typical path would be, oh, go to some um, uni in London and have fun in London, join X London. Yay, see my friends again. Everyone's in London. And now I'm alone. And, and in fact, it's really God when I think back because it's, it's not just a usual offer. Remember when I mentioned that you need to be 21 mm. and above in order to join the college. So that's why I needed to take a gap year because I was underage to study. <laughs> yeah, and, and the timing all works out nicely because um, back in X Subang, um, I also have a few friends who are applying to Cambridge from Sunway, but they are my juniors. So um, when I was, you know, just asking God, like, is it, is it really what you want me to do? Mm. Like, are there any signs? And I was like, Moses, I'm like, oh no, I can't do this alone. Mm. Then God is like, hey, hey, you do not know what's next. And then he's like, now you have two more extra um, like helpers. And yeah. they are Abel and Marcus, who also receive offers to study um, at Cambridge, but like different college. But the, the key point is we all start together, even though I'm their senior. Mm. So now I, now I think back, it's like, there's really no coincidence is really God in the picture. And during that gap year itself, I also have um, opportunities to talk more with um, Pastor Kenneth, the missions board, to really understand um, what it takes or like, try to understand the heart of church planting so that it's, it's not just like some kid with a whimsical prayer who got it and be like, oh, now it's your time to yeah, fulfill your promise. <laughs> but it's, it's more than that. And yeah, what I'm really trying to say is if God has plan for you, it will definitely work out. Amen. Amen. You know, I like how honest you are. Uh, I, I love how uh, we, we pray like that sometimes, don't we? You know, uh, God, if you do this, then I'll, I'll, I'll fulfill that. And, and it's, it's, you know, if you really want to break it down, it's, it's an imperfect prayer. It's not really, 
you know, how God works. But I love that God, you know, in like your life, you've just shared, God takes our imperfection. God takes us where we are at. And, and I also love that you didn't run away. You, you, you didn't, you know, because you could have just, because God's also not evil in that way that, oh, I gave you Cambridge, but you're not fulfilling your end of the bargain. I'm going to take it away. He's, he's never like that. Um, and I, I like it that even though you, you did it as a, as a whimsical thing, uh, and God showed that, no, you, you might uh, think you are, you know, just uh, being cheeky, but I'm, I'm being serious. And, uh, and I like how you went to God and go like, but God, not me. I, I'm, I'm just me. And, and God says, but I've got other, all these other people. Um, were there any other turning points that, that made you go like, all right, God, like you win. Like, like I get it now. Like, yeah, so that's like the third point and the final confirmation, which I just shared with like, the, the most amazing that God even provided to help us for me. Mm. But the initial, um, the very first um, thing that got me like, oh, this is actually from God, is right after like the next day, literally, after I received my offer, it was a um, prayer meeting. And I went to the prayer meeting at X Church back in Subang. And like, it's just a usual prayer meeting. We do worship at the beginning. And then after that, we pray for different items, we break out into prayer groups. And normally it's pretty chill. You just really focus on the different prayer items. But just so happened for that specific session, um, um, Pastor Ronson was the chairperson. And normally the chairperson, they just um, lead you through one section to the, to, to the next. And they don't really um, put in any like extra message from God, <laughs> but that's what Pastor Ronson did that day, and he's like, I sense that someone in this room has made a promise to God, and he should fulfill it. Um, <laughs> wow. And, and he, he quoted a passage, if I'm not wrong, it's from Psalm 116. Yeah. yeah, I could be wrong, but yeah, and when I look at it, I was like, oh no, <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, so that was like the first step, I guess, to made me realize that I need to take this more seriously and I need to talk to my leaders, to talk to pastors and tell them that's what I've done and see and pray, <laughs> and pray together to see if this is from God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So prayer meeting is on this week. <laughs> so, you know, get yourself there and who knows, you know, how God will release a word. Sometimes we think, oh, it's boring, you know, praying for stuff, but you never know. God moves and that could just be a word you need and the rest is history. Uh, and, and thank you so much. That, that's so powerful. You know, I just love how, how there's so much of God. You know, it's not just, you know, I hope you're catching this, that we're not saying that, oh, look at Aaron, how great is he? We're saying that, look at Aaron and how great is our God and, and, and how God is, is, is using and has used Aaron. And, and if he, God can use Aaron, he can use you too. Amen? Uh, so th thank you so much for, for sharing that. And, and tell us a little bit about X Cambridge. You know, how's it, how's it been the last uh, three years? So we first started just the three of us, Abel, Marcus, and I. We, we met for the first couple of weeks, and then eventually things became more stable when we shared about this vision with a few of our friends. So we grew from like three of us to maybe six of us. And I thought, oh, this is going nicely and I'm kind of in a good spot now. Yeah. Like people are coming, people are joining. And then, tada, pandemic happened. <laughs> so yeah, at that point, I was really confused. I was like, thought, I, I was like God, I thought mm. this is your plan for me. Mm. Like what is happening now? It's, and it's, yeah, just so many question marks. 
and even the pandemic itself is a big question mark because I guess we were just living in our own bubble, especially me, like I was just focused on like studies, um, homes and everything. And then I thought this virus was just like a joke online <laughs> at first. And then like it became so serious until it's like literally right next to you. And that's how I honestly felt. And when I have to go back to um, Malaysia, I was like, so how, how do I do this now? Like, um, mm. how do I continue? Do I pause it? But um, what we decided to do is to still continue to meet online. So that's how we also managed to um, keep things alive for a bit. So you can, you can see the terms that I'm using sounds a bit depressing. Huh? Over life, like, shouldn't you be <laughs> thriving? You're doing God's work. Yeah, so that's, that's the honest feeling about doing ministry because sometimes you, you don't really know the outcome. Like, mm. the outcome to everyone that is correct, that is ideal is, yeah, you should have, like, X numbers of people. You should have a service by now, by a year or so. But um, throughout my own journey with God, I really understood that church planting or any ministry, firstly, it's, it's never about like, the, the result itself. Like Even the person that God has called you to do something, it always starts from you. Like What, mm. what is God trying to show you? What is God um, maybe um, yeah, trying to teach you? And mm. the most pain, painful lesson that I've learned is um, God is not about results because yeah. I'm quite results-oriented and He's like, <laughs> It's never about the results and it's always about your heart because wow. ultimately, no matter how hard you try, um, when, you, when it comes to ministry, it's really the Holy Spirit who convicts the heart of the people wow. and it's not your own effort. It's not how many fancy parties you can throw. Um, can you invite like, the best um, speaker to come and preach or can you um, get like, the nicest food to attract people? Mm. Those are important, practical tips, but ultimately, it's still God. Yeah. So that's like the main lesson that I've learned. And yeah, thank God throughout like even the pandemic period, we still managed to meet for a couple of months before we come back to the UK for the second year, which is also quite funny because back from Malaysia, like Malaysia was during lockdown even when I went back the first time in my first year. And then once we are back here in the UK for the second time, we thought that things will be good. Things will be fun. Everything is open up already. And then the UK lockdown happened. So that was pretty much the second year as well. Yeah, and at that point, was really just a lot more questions. But I guess ultimately, um, just um, hearing from God and really praying about what is the next step really helps because that's, that's what He showed me. It's not about the result. It mm. is really at the end of the day um, about your heart for God and yeah. what what he has really called you to do yeah. is not to, you know, win 100 souls in Cambridge, yeah. but it's really will you choose to obey him? Will wow. you choose to trust in him even when um, the situation is not ideal at all? Yeah. So, yeah, after like the first two years, I know that I need to like take a step back and chill for a bit and really just um, be obedient yeah. and be at least faithful to what I have um, been called to do. Yeah. And that's when we eventually grew in final year to yeah. um, like even more people joining us. So wow. we have a lot of young working adults who, who found us, like Dick Ving and Carmen, um, Joseph and Jesslyn, and also a few students who join us as well. And that's how in our final year, we managed to have um, the best attendance. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's also nice to see how God is working through them because yeah. uh, most of these young working adults that we were reaching out to, they are just here in Cambridge 
like maybe it's just them, they are here for work, so they don't really have like a community around mm. yet. And yeah, we really thank God that we managed to help them to Man. settle down well in Cambridge and help them to at least know that there's like people here that yeah. they can talk to and they can always still um, find, find God yeah. in whatever way He wants. Amen, amen. So you, hear, you heard it here, you know, from somebody that, that, that studied in Cambridge, lived in Cambridge, uh, got into Cambridge, not just live there, you know, because you can just live there. Uh, <laughs> I love that you say it's not about the results, it's about the heart. And sometimes we, we, we think like that, you know, we think that maybe even, you know, it's about the results, it's about the achievements, it's about, you know, to reach smart people in Cambridge, you've got to prove, you know, results, proof that God is real and, and, and all these, you know, arguments and stuff, but it's really about the heart, amen? You know, it's, it's you know, it, it's about the heart and only the Holy Spirit can touch the heart. And, and Aaron's just being so, so modest, you know, God amazing, wonderful, great people in, in Cambridge and I got to meet uh, uh, some of them and, uh, you know, really, you know, the, 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 the best years ahead, I, I truly believe that. I know you mentioned that COVID was, was one big challenge. Um, just curious, was there any other personal challenges uh, or challenges besides COVID? Like, did, did people mm-hmm. ask you, like, why trying to be different or, <laughs> or, or and stuff like that in, in terms of like wanting to start a church or wanting to start something? Yeah, I guess like the, the, a common question is why start a church? There are already so many churches in Cambridge and there are really a lot of good churches yeah. there and there are so many um, student, students-oriented um, churches who have a lot of outreach to the students in Cambridge but why, why are you still trying to start a church? And I guess the the basic answer really is me being obedient to God because mm. you don't really know what need is out there. Yeah. Like even though <clears throat> it's very um, location dependent and sometimes in Cambridge, maybe the easiest way or the common way that people reach out is to have a very um, theoretical, correct view of the Bible in answering very tough question. Um, does God permit evil? If God is all-knowing, why is there still evil? Is he, is he the reason why there's evil? So, yeah, when, whenever we are reaching out, those are some of the common um, themes that we normally um, try to tackle. And, and that's definitely one important aspect. But I think in Cambridge, what's, what might be lacking is maybe more of a personal touch and just being really there mm. for, for the different ones because ultimately you can know all the right answers or the right view of how to reconcile science with the Bible, but if you can't um, really live it out, yeah. what the word is saying, like, will you be there for a friend when he's going through something difficult? Because yeah. um, in Cambridge, it's really tough to find time. Like, I, I don't really know why they want to cram everything into eight weeks. But yeah, so time is really precious during term, and even just spending like evenings is quite a big um, commitment, yeah. especially if it's like a weekly um, basis because you, you never know when mm. you have to pull an all-nighter to submit an essay yeah. because you might have like three essays due in the yeah. same week or you have like three problem sets due in the same week. So yeah, the, the scheduling might not be the best. And so with that being said, um, that, that sense of personal touch is really what God was telling me, mm-hmm. like just being there for the different ones that He has put in your life and mm. how, how can you care for them? How can you mm. yeah, just spend time with them? Mm. Because that's not to say that the churches there are not <laughs> you know, spending time with people, <laughs> doing life with them. 
but maybe it's just a different type of need, like yeah. different, um, um, different medium as well, and a smaller setting. Yeah. So if you look at our homes, we uh, mainly consist of Malaysians and Singaporeans as well. So yeah, maybe that is also another purpose of just being like a bridge to help them even settle down well in the local mm. church there. Because uh, even a few of the young married couples that I mentioned just now who first joined our fellowship, eventually um, they managed to settle down well in a local church in Cambridge. So that's also something that God has been showing us like, okay, um, it's not just ultimately you want to keep everyone mm. to your own service to make your own service grow, but you can also be like the bridge to really help them feel at home, be like a place of home, a, fam- a place of familiarity where everyone has similar accents and have like sort of the same mindset. And once they are more comfortable and they can um, mingle well with like the locals, then they can also just um, join other churches and be part of the local family. Mm. So that's another um, thing that God has shown me. It's not ultimately about um, people coming to your own service, but it's really how are they um, walking with God? Yeah. Is it through another church or is it through your church? Or It doesn't really matter because ultimately as long as they are walking with God, then that's, that's already a win for <laughs> heaven. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter which church they are from. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's about the kingdom. Amen. It's not about personal achievement. It's not about, you know, um, you know, our church versus their church. It's about, you know, the kingdom reaching, you know, everyone. And it takes everyone to reach everyone. And that's why we, we, we want to see you know, uh, you know, more churches activated. Um, and I love that you say that at end day is still that personal touch. It's still, you know, it's not about having the right answer. It's about being the right person. Uh, and, and yeah, that's amazing. You know, I, I know you, you, you mentioned, um, um, you know, a little bit uh, here and there about it. Um, but I'm just curious if, I know, if, I know you're graduating, but if the pandemic didn't happen, if you had one more year, if you could do, go back and maybe, or stay on and, would you do anything differently? Or if you could do it again, would you do it again? I would do it again, but how would I do it differently is maybe just have more faith in God because sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I, I sense um, the Holy Spirit tugging me to reach out to like a friend or like a stranger. Yeah. And sometimes I chose to ignore it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I really felt that um, that's something that God is still working through me. Yeah. Um, how you really need to be bolder in reaching out because oh, it's easy to invite like friends that you know um, to to like join you on a yeah. Bible study to join you for homes. But mm. how about your cosmates who you yeah. don't really meet as regularly, but you still see them from time to time? Like how do you um, bring in a topic of like faith and how do you even tell them um, that you are um, leading this Bible study and how do you mm. bring them in? So that is something that I struggled with. And, and yeah, thankfully, until my third year, I became more open about sharing <laughs> what I'm doing. And, and I have sort of like a template in my mind when people ask me like different common questions. It's like FAQ, yeah, <laughs> FAQ in my head. So, so yeah, it becomes more um, familiar with practice. And definitely, um, yeah, that's also one key point that God is trying to tell me that ultimately, it, it doesn't really have to be through a church setting as well. Like, how yeah. do you even live out your own life? That's like a good step already. Can you yeah. even have the faith to share comfortably what you're doing on mm. a Sunday morning or what? Why when, you, why when your friends invite you to go out and you can't join them on Sunday morning, you have to explain to them and even use that as an opportunity to maybe 
invite them. So yeah, yeah, I would say definitely be bolder in not ignoring those promptings and just yeah, reaching out to the different ones, even if I don't really know them as well. Wow, amen. You know, that's, that's, that's good wisdom there. You know, I'm so glad that, you know, Aaron didn't go like, oh, you know, I would have, you know, uh, you know ask, you know, Dave and Kat for a bigger budget, you know, or, <laughs> or ask for this or that, you know. Um, I love it that, it, that that's, that's wisdom that's been tried and tested, which is like, you know, believe in God more, you know, be bolder uh, and, and just step out, you know. And, and maybe that's a word for, for someone here. Be bold and, and step out. Amen. Now, let me ask you this question. This question actually came from, because some of the questions came from me, uh, some of the questions uh, from some of the leaders here and then different church people. Uh, but this question came from Pastor Kenneth, because uh, I just told Pastor Kenneth, I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. Uh, do you have, uh, is it okay to ask these questions? And do you have any questions? And then he says, uh, ask Aaron this. Okay, so are you ready? Uh, yes. <laughs> Would you... Let's talk honestly and truthfully, okay? Would you recommend church planting, you know, uh, or pioneering, like what you're doing? Because uh, it's, it's hard ground, right? I think people won't understand until you're actually doing it. It's, it's hard to put yourself out there and to start something and, and, you know, being 21 and inviting young adults to go like, hey, come and let's do church together. But would you recommend church planting, pioneering to the partners of, of X Church or, or any believer for that matter? Is, is what you've been through something you recommend? I would definitely recommend you to pray about it. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's, I know the answer is very lame, but it's, it's the honest truth. Like, you yeah. don't really know um, you should do A or B unless you know for sure that it's coming from God. But how Man. do you reach that point is through prayer and through talking to like, leaders because, yeah, it, it could very well be like a misguided mm. um, sense of calling. Yeah. But I think ultimately, what is the like, defining moment of whether or not you know that for sure you need to start like a church or need to start something for God doesn't have to be as big of a skill. Like mm. Maybe even just a small fellowship is the sweet spot of being fearful and also um, trusting in God. Because wow. um, I can tell for sure that no one will ever feel like fully confident that what they're doing is 100% from God. And I mean like 100%, you know, like without a single piece of doubt in your mind that this is what I need to do. Yeah, but even if there's like that 5%, 1% of doubt that you have in the mind, um, be fearful of God because that is the beginning of wisdom. And what I mean by that is not to like scare you, oh, why are you trying to be afraid of God? <laughs> but what that really means is like, um, revering him and yeah. really um, giving him the respect and the honor that he's due. And in so doing, things will flow more natura naturally and not because you fear, fear God and that's why you're doing it. Oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to hell. But it's more like you know that he's sovereign and that he's in control and that no matter um, the decision that you make at the end of the day, as long as you feel that sense of peace coming from God, then that is, to me, the, the best way to tell whether or not you need to do something. So yeah. back to the question, I will definitely recommend, but please take your time to pray about it and also talk to people who have been through it so at least you know um, what, it, what it's actually like yeah. and you don't go into the dark. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer, amen. Even Jesus taught us that, you know, we should count the cost before, you know, embarking on anything. And so I love it that it's not about, oh, if God asks you to do something that feels impossible, ignore it. 
you know, push it down. No, no, no. Instead, it's, it's go, pray about it, and then and, and talk, to, talk to people mm. that, that uh, you know, also love Jesus and uh, will, will tell you the truth. Amen? Because when God speaks it, you know, He, he really speaks. And, uh, you know, the godly people in your life will also catch it. So, wow, that's, that's a very good example. And, and they can talk to you, right, after the service? Cause, uh, yes. now, yeah, because now you've been through it. Yeah. So, please, uh, talk to Aaron after the service. Get to know him better. Um, you know, I have a question here. What have you learned from your time here? But you, you've been telling us everything you've learned from your time here. So, so I won't go there, but uh, let me ask you this other uh, member-submitted question. Is, you know, you started in Cambridge, and maybe this is from a student. Um, how, how did you balance honouring God, all that He's asked you to do? You know, start a group, start a church, you know, reach out to people, and your studies as well. You know, because you graduated, congratulations, and uh, and it's a, um, it's a it's a big deal. And and uh, but how how did you balance both? Is it easy to balance both? Uh, and, and do you have any tips for students here on how to balance both giving God your best and also your studies? It's not the easiest because there will be times where you feel like, oh, if only I have that extra few hours, then I can do well mm. for my submission. Because in Cambridge, it's quite scary. Um, especially for what we call um, supervision. So maybe um, to other units, it's like tutorial, which might be optional. And normally the group is bigger, maybe 10, 15, or 20 of you in a tutorial to learn the content. But in Cambridge, it's like two to three of you. So if you, if you don't show up and if you don't submit your work, it's very obvious. And you oh. have to sit there awkwardly with the supervisor and pretend like you know if you, if you don't do the work. But yeah, you can imagine the pressure of, because it's designed to be interactive, and you will have like one other supervisor and like supervision partner that will be with you. So yeah, it can be quite um, stressed out sometimes yeah. whenever like, oh, the two of them are hitting it off. They know the content and then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can someone explain step one, please? <laughs> yeah, so, so definitely it's, it's hard in that sense. And like the, the way I think about it is um, ultimately what is your goal? Because I can be very frank that um, academics is not my main objective. Like I, mm. I don't personally put that off like the highest priority. Wow. Yeah. So I know it's cliche, but they will say put God as your priority. But I would say, like God is in everything. So it's it's not about ranking God and then once you are done with the first thing on your checklist, then you can move on to the next. But it's really how how do you honor God with your time? Like how. Even through your revision, it can be God-honoring because it's what He has called you to do as a student. So yeah. to cut the long story short, um, the answer is to really put God into every aspect of your life and try not to find Him only when you are procrastinating, which is what I tend to do as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so really try to put Him in everything and wow. everything will really um, flow nicely from one like, event to the next. Like If you look at your timetable, maybe you have prayer meeting at night, but mm. you are probably in the library um, the whole afternoon. Mm. So that will also be more of a natural flow. You won't feel like, oh, I need to stop my work now and I'm wasting time going to prayer meeting. But you can, you can sense that there's meaning and purpose through each of the different activities that has been in your schedule. If yeah. you like, submit to God and talk to Him before you commit to any big commitments, like whether or not to join um, a badminton team in college or, or other things that will take up your time. So try to pray more about it before you commit to it. And yeah. other than that, just... Uh, remember, God should be in every area of your life and wow. not just 
like the top of your checkbox. And mm. once you're done, then you can move on. Yeah. Amen. That's very good. Amen. Yeah, God should be in everything. In your studies, in your work, in, in your church going, in your serving, in your finances, in your family, uh, you know, even in, in our Netflix, you know, whatever. You know, God should be in everything. And uh, thank you for sharing so, so honestly about that. Um, you know, I have um, uh, another question. This is uh, from Pastor Kenneth. Um, what are your plans when you go back to Malaysia? I think he's. Uh... <laughs> and do you see yourself? You know, you pioneered in Cambridge. It's not easy, but do you see yourself pioneering again? And where? And to who? If you have, you know, if you have a nudging, if we, you know, so that we can pray for you. No, no, no pressure. Not putting you on the spot, but we can. Because he said, right? If you feel something. You should pray about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the honest answer is uh, I have no plans yet. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, like for, for now, I'm just more occupied on trying to get my um, next phase of life settled because, yeah, I'm from Malacca and my work um, will be in KL. So I'm still looking for a place to rent, um, trying to figure out the logistics and trying to really understand um, what is it I'm signing up for. And Ministry has always been like part of like my life, and because of that, I plan to still like continue joining X Church. But whether or not is there a calling to plant something new, that is really up to God to, yeah, to tell me and to show me. But for now, I will just yeah keep at it and go back to KL. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But I think you, in a way, you alluded. To- to it earlier because you said that God is in everything that we do or we should see God in everything that we do. Um, so we're just excited that, that you know, because you know, like, like the central bank, you know, it's such an such a important institution. It's going to be having one more uh, on-fire believer, you know, who will see God in, in all that he does there. And uh, who knows, you know, like uh, what, you know. And, and Malacca sounds like a nice place too. Yes. Uh, do, they, do they have a, does the central bank have a branch in Malacca? Does they have a Malacca office? They used to have it 10 years oh. ago. Oh, okay. But closed down. Closed down. Oh, who knows? Maybe it'll start something and, uh, you know, ex Malacca. Kobe <laughs> has a nice ring to it. But it's okay. We won't add any pressure to you. Uh, um, but yeah, but we're excited to, to, to see that you are looking forward uh, and we, we pray that God will help you as He has helped you to settle in Cambridge. He will, I'm sure, of course sure, He will help you to resettle uh, into Malaysia. Uh, I have uh, one more question um, and um, I should have asked you this earlier, but if you don't mind, do, do, do you mind sharing how you came to know Jesus? So I grew up in a Christian family and I, I don't really know for most people, but I think... Okay, I thought you were going to say, I don't really know Jesus. I'll be like, oh no, no, just joking, go on. But I guess like the struggle of being born in a Christian family is really trying to figure out whether or not like mm. God is real like, or am I just doing this because if I don't follow my parents to church on Sunday, then what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's like the struggle that I have. And I would say when I um, accepted like, Jesus as my own personal Lord and Savior, when I consciously make that decision and not just because I'm doing it, because that's what I normally do on a Sunday, yeah. is probably back when I was 15 yeah. in a youth camp in Malacca. 
So that's where <laughs> I really um, felt like, oh, God is real and I can sense His presence and I, I know that there's more to it than just a ritual that people do, than just mm. like a typical religion that people subscribe to maybe to have like a well-behaved yeah. behavior yeah. <laughs> so that you fit into society. But it's really more than that. Yeah. It's really um, having this relationship with something beyond comprehension because yeah, it, no matter how you try to think about God, you can never fully explain Him with words. So that's something that really struck me and I also tried my best to learn. And from there, that's where I also became more interested in like, the Bible itself mm. and then went for like, some Bible conferences <laughs> to try to figure out if I can know God better. And that's how eventually um, everything fell into place. Eventually, mm. um, went to college and found X Church. Yeah. And yeah, that's how I end up here today. Yeah, wow, wonderful. You know, it's, it's, some, some would say that that's actually a, a tougher challenge, you know, or, or equally tough challenge than to grow up in a, in a family that doesn't know Jesus and discovering Him and going through persecution. For you, it's, it's like, is this even real? You know, am I, am I just doing it because it's an easy thing to do? Uh, and I'm sure that, that there's some challenges there. But mm. I also like that how you say, say it's a journey. You know, and, 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 and God is not something that you can just put in a box. It's a journey that you've got to keep discovering and discovering and discovering. Uh, but it's also a personal. I like how you, you, it's, it's a balance of both. It's a journey of discovery, but it also is a personal. You can't just, oh, I guess I'm a Christian now. You've got to make that personal decision. No, I truly believe and, and I, I want this. I'm going to live according to this. And it's uh, amazing. And, uh, and look, you know, look at you now, truly. Amen. Wow. Um, before we wrap this time up, do you have any wisdom to impart? Or anyone here has any questions that they would like to ask? Uh, we, can take, we won't take everyone's question, maybe one or two. Uh, but before that, do you have wisdom to, to impart? Oof, I feel the pressure. <laughs> um, Only I, if you have. Uh, yeah, yeah I, feel, I feel like the, the main thing that has really... Um, been on my mind throughout my three years of journey is really knowing God more because just like how um, Pastor Kenneth always like to use the illustration of Peter stepping out um, into the ocean and he managed to walk a few steps but then he sank at the end but that, that maybe made like a very big difference mm-hmm. to his own faith yeah. so it's really about you taking that step out um, to whatever God is calling you into next and really trusting in Him even though um, you might fail in like, everyone's eye, like, oh, he sank at the end. Mm. So he probably failed and he tried to walk on water, but he, he didn't. He tried to start a church service, but he ended up with like, a study group instead, Bible study group instead. It's really not about the outcome and it's, it's really about trusting in God because now um, the lessons that I've learned, I wouldn't have like, won my degree to go any other way. Yeah. And yeah, I think whatever lessons that I've learned with God, especially in the tough moments, will stay with me um, for the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. Wow. I hope you guys caught something from that. Amen. Uh, and uh, do, do you have any, any questions or anyone here? Any, anything? Not putting anyone on the spot. Only if you have. Otherwise, you can, if you're afraid, like Aaron, of public speaking, you can talk to him uh, privately uh, after the service. No? Questions going once, twice, three times? Okay. Uh, why don't we take this opportunity to, to, to pray for Aaron? Amen. Uh, so Aaron, why do you stand? And, uh, you know, and you're going back, you're flying back on August 6th? 
August 6th, and, uh, uh, and uh, you, when do you start working? I, I don't know, but they said it's in September. Okay, so you have at least a month, uh, and uh, we pray that God will help you in that month to, to settle all the logistics. You need to settle, reconnect with family, because I know your mom uh, couldn't make it uh, uh, for your graduation. Uh, and, 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 but, but yeah, hopefully you can bring back the gown and, and, and the hat and the, you know, the cert at least. And yeah, and, um, yeah we pray that it will be a good time of uh, recharge with family. And uh, yeah, but we're excited at what God will do uh, in your life and through your life uh, in KL and, and also beyond. Uh, and let's also take this opportunity to pray for Cambridge. Um, even as you'll be leaving, I think uh, arrangements and prayer is being, uh, you know, uh, done uh, or going, being done, doing, ongoing. Yes, you know, uh, I didn't go to Cambridge. That's why my England's not so good, okay? Uh, there's ongoing conversations, prayer, preparation uh, for the work to, to, for the next stage of the work. Uh, and uh, we want to pray for that as well. Amen. Uh, so, church, why don't we stretch up for hands, you know, and just bless Aaron. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for Aaron. We thank you, Lord, for his life. And uh, we just ask, first of all, Lord, that you bless him. Just as how he has um, just surrendered to your will for his time in Cambridge. God, I pray that you will cause him to reap all that he has sown. And, and we pray that that even uh, future generations will reap what he has sown uh, because we truly believe that what he started in Cambridge is just the beginning. It's breaking hard ground. It's sowing a seed. And we believe that your, your, your plans, your word, your promises will never return to you void. Uh, but it will come back, Lord, uh, having accomplished everything it was meant to do. And so, God, we thank you, Lord, for what this last three years has done in Aaron's life. And we believe that he will do so much more. And so, God, I pray for his time in, in, in the Central Bank of Malaysia. I pray that you will put him in the right unit. You'll put him under good bosses. I pray that you will make him a blessing. I pray that you will um, cause him to be a light that shines um, and you'll cause him to be integrous and, and to be uh, for that integrity to have a ripple effect. Uh, to the people around him, to the unit that he's working in. Uh, God, I pray that you help me to resettle uh, in Malaysia. And I pray that uh, truly this is just the beginning. I pray that all that you have anointed him to do, he will continue to do uh, in Malaysia and beyond. I, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to put dreams in his heart, uh, even whimsical thoughts in his heart, uh, Lord, for him to just you know, throw it back at you. And, uh, and, and so that together you can go on an adventure. And so God, I pray for an adventurous, faith-filled, testimony-full future for Aaron. Lord, be with him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's give Aaron a big hand. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, can I just get the worship team back up? And uh, yeah, if you can help move some of these chairs away. Um, and... You know, uh, oh wow, okay, thanks everyone. Just <laughs> feel like everyone's coming up. Um, and, um, you know, let's just spend some time worshipping. Uh, I believe that God has spoken. Uh, and, um, and sometimes, you know, we just need to maybe just process a little of all that we've learned. Um, and I encourage you, we'll probably make this available. You know, it, it is available online. Uh, you can find it and listen to it again. And I believe that, you know, there's uh, so much to even digest because this is not just. 
um, you know, Aaron sharing. This is this him uh, uh, di- diluting and and you know, three years of of a faith journey, and 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 it's so much for us to process. I I truly believe that that what Aaron and what God has, how God has used Aaron, uh, shouldn't be an offlier. It's 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 not like a strange odd thing. I truly believe that. God wants this to be the norm. God wants revival to be the norm. God, in, in, in the book of Acts, you, you saw that the early disciples met faithfully, but they also gathered house to house. And God added to them daily. And, and, and so the future of church is not one big cathedral. The future of church is not 20% of the faithful serving the 80% crowd. The, the, the future of the church is everybody. The Bible says that in, in, the, in, in the prophet uh, Joel prophesied that in, in the last days, God will pour out His Spirit on all flesh. And then everybody will be mobilized from the young to the old, male and female. That is the future. That is the heart of God. Amen? And so let's not just take what God is saying to us through Aaron as a as an oddity. Don't don't take this as a museum. Oh, that's interesting. No, 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 no. I believe that God wants this to be a new normal. And maybe some of us we're not ready for it. Maybe some of us we don't want it. But let's do like what Aaron encourages. Instead of you outrightly rejecting it, why don't you just bring it to God? Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.